Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. I have just been chatting with a very delightful person here, Karen Asprea. You're going to get to learn about her in a minute. But what we were talking about is the background behind me because <laughs> she is amazing when it comes to all things decorating and design. Karen, how are you? I'm good, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm it's doing very well. nice to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you here. It really is. Thank you so Karen, much. Karen, if you don't mind, please tell our listeners and our viewers about your company and exactly what you do. I started my company in 2018 um, after working for a corporate interior brand for, you know, about 10 or 12 years, somewhere in that range. Um, and I just really wanted to bring a bit of a fresh eye into the residential development uh, design field. I think that there's a really nice way to be intimate and curated and branded even when we're dealing with these very large new residential developments. So I've curated a wonderful team um, and they are all um, specializing in this field and everybody understands that being brand forward with the studio is so important. So we just really cultivate that culture. I love it. Now, how did you get started in your business? Give us some history here. Um, so I went to Pratt Institute and I remember, I, I actually, I went to Pratt for fine arts and at a certain point, my mom and dad were saying to me, you know, like, that's wonderful. We support you. We support that you're an artist, but like, you should make sure that you enter into an industry where you have opportunity to do, you know, to do things that are more entrepreneurial, like more entrepreneurial. And I was, I wasn't thinking about that, but then I, you know, they put the thought in my head. And so I started to look around at what the, um, what the different opportunities were at Pratt. And when I went into the interior design studio, all I saw were beautiful, crisp, straight lines. And I was just so inspired. I switched my major from fine arts that day. <laughs> And when I graduated, I started working for a Brooklyn-based architect who was doing multifamily developments. Uh, and there I worked under their head of design, interior design. Her name is Hadas Metzler. She's actually a broker on the West Coast now. She's wonderful, but she really inspired me um, to continue in that field. Um, and you know, the rest is kind of history. I just, I fell in love with it. There's something really nice about designing for such large scale projects and being able to impact 
many people's lives at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, now my studio does a mixture of, of residential development projects and private residences as well. Oh my goodness. I got to tell you, I was so excited when I knew I was going to be interviewing you because I have to oh, admit thank you. I'm like this closet interior <laughs> decorator. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I get to admit it. <laughs> I'm not kidding because my background, I did all this stuff myself out of my head. And it's, it's kind of like a hobby for me in a way because I collect different kinds of art, contemporary artwork. So you go to different rooms, you'll see a different this and a different that. So to have a true expert like you on my show is like, oh my God, I'm talking uh, to a real designer. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, it's it's part of something that I think we all do. Uh, some of us are a little bit more aware of it than others, but being able to like create your surroundings really impacts your day-to-day -day life you know you kind of like fill your space with the things that you love I, and exactly and it kind of gets back to what you were saying because my living space is my sanctuary and my exactly. home office here is my is my man cave so to speak this <laughs> is where i spend most of my time and so the energy and the flow and all that go into to this space is important to me. So I'm curious, in the work that you do, what are some of the biggest challenges or problems in terms of interior design and all that goes along with that that you solve for your clients? Well, there's many different challenges <laughs> that, and every project is different. Every project will present its own challenges. But I think that, for me, in general, when I'm designing, I like to design a space using a lot of natural materials that will age over time and age with the use of the space. So I'm envisioning the space as it will look today, next year, in 10 years from now, looking at where the sun comes in. You know, where are people going to walk the most? How will the floors be worn in? And having and gaining the client trust that you are designing their space to change with time mm. is a challenge in itself. I you know, it's kind of a it's kind of an abstract idea. Yeah. So that 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 is somewhat of a challenge that I think I can probably broadly apply to almost all projects because it is very conceptual um idea for for anyone to grasp and you know because it's not tangible yeah exactly and that's the whole thing from a branding standpoint is to take the intangible and make it tangible so to speak which is one of my sweet spots and since this is a a podcast on brand for leadership as you alluded to earlier i'm just curious though because there's so many interior designers that are out there especially in Manhattan, in New York City, where you live, oh, what yes. separates you? How do you differentiate yourself? Well, I think that, I mean, in terms of differentiating myself, I think that it's just the approach that you utilize with your clients. Mm. I think that being able to speak different languages within the industry is really important. 
Like, you know, the way that me and my team sit down and have a conversation with the contractor is really different from the way that we speak to our clients about conceptual design ideas. So just like being able to read the room, have an awareness about it and code switch is part of the brand. And that is a very big part of what sets my studio aside from, you know, maybe a more traditional design studio. Addition, you know, in addition to that, the team that I've curated, they, and the people that work around me, I was very careful to surround myself with people who have different backgrounds. So I work with designer who went to civil engineering school or somebody who does interiors, but they went to architecture school. You know, the, the one of my senior designers here, he worked uh, building and designing movie sets for HBO and, you know, some other. So I think that that also plays into being able to code switch between um, who you're speaking to and being able to really understand the different facets of this industry, because we do different types of projects, which are a lot of interior studios i i don't like don't do that like we're designing a million square foot building in miami right now mm. and we're also designing a 20,000 square foot private home in connecticut so they're completely different projects and it really takes a different kind of team i think to approach that a 20,000 square foot home <laughs> That's that's quite a task right there. I can imagine. It is. It is. It is a task. And you know, the house has some really incredible features and we're super excited about it. It's a very intimate experience, you know, sitting down with the homeowners and getting to know what they love and what they want. Um I I love it. I I that project is um near and dear to me. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. That's great. Now, let me ask you this question, because your approach, like you said, that's that's that thing that really differentiates you and separates you from the rest of the crowd. And I love how you are articulating about your team and what you bring to any project, which is not only sets you apart, but it actually, in my world, makes you better, superior to other choices, because you want to be seen as not just another option, but the option, right, when it comes to interior design. Because, I mean, we're... My studio is definitely not for everyone. Uh -huh. So that is true. We curate our projects and are careful to select. I think that right now we're, I'm, I'm at 10 projects a year. I don't want to take more than that because I want to be able to bring, you know, the full power of my studio to every project and beyond 10, I don't think that we could do that. But yes, you are, you are right. I mean, I, I think that, any successful brand leadership is creating, um, you know, curating an environment of not only brand awareness of your of your team and your staff and your studio, but you know, also kind of making sure that you're always presenting that message to the outside world and like you're always putting the same message forth. And it's like we are the option for these kinds of projects. There you go. And that message has to be put together a certain way to really articulate that value, that unique value that you bring that your clients can hug. Because I mean, I'm curious, when you exactly. look at your industry, what really bugs you the most? Is it 
Is it something that you're seeing or hearing? I mean, what, what is it that kind of makes you go, oh, when you think about the landscape and other designers and, and so on and so forth? I don't ever want to criticize another design professional because I think that everybody has a different background and has their own strengths. But yes. the thing that I do see that makes me hesitate, I'll say it that way. <laughs> cringe. Is, yeah, like a little cringe. Um, is that there are designers out there who don't, understand the construction process yes and that is such a huge component of what we yes. do and a big part of the reason why i like to have mm -hmm. you know my team be comprised of individuals that have these different backgrounds because they come with this knowledge of, you know, not just like we have to design the puzzle, but also understand how the pieces get put together. I know. Yeah. I hear you on that because in my industry, what really bugs me are people who think that a brand is a logo or your website or your pretty colors and all the aesthetics. And I go, well, no one's going to choose you or hire you just because of your quote unquote color scheme, right? It's There's true. more to it than that. And I love what, what I'm hearing from you because you are truly a brand forward leader for sure. What what are one of your favorite success stories? I mean, you've probably got a zillion of them, but I'm just I'm just curious. Is there one particular client success story that you're most proud of that you'd be willing to share? Let's see, client success stories. I mean, <laughs> hmm. It could I mean, have been, there's a... been an obstacle, a big challenge, or you had this crazy client and he wanted this that and they're thinking out of the box i mean is there anything that comes to mind in terms of hey here's one project in particular that really really we're proud of well i think that okay so we in the past couple of years i have been taking more and more work in south florida oh um which is a little bit outside of my usual, you know, like normally I'm working in New York, and Connecticut, Long Island, you know, kind of like a little bit closer um, to Manhattan. Um, and then we had a lot of clients start to buy property in South Florida, a lot. And we just finished designing a 23-unit boutique luxury condominium in Sarasota, in Golden Point. And... The client had such trust in me and my studio that they really took a fully hands-off position and let us design the building, the interiors, down to the finishes, custom furniture. And the, the marketing team, the brokers are so thrilled with the product that they have, you know, to sell because it's been successful for everybody. So I think that any project where a client can see you understand mm. the brand and the idea behind what you're doing and say, you know what, I totally trust you is a success story. There you go. There you go. There you go. Because there's a lot of, again, I'm just imagining this. There's got to be a lot of outdated advice in the industry because 
what I'm picking up on is that yes. you're you're at the top of your game. I mean, you're like right in the flow with what's current and what's hot and what's what's um revolutionary. I hope so. right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, now for those people who are tuning in and they would like to connect with you, what's the best way? Do you have a website, social media? What can you put out there for people who are tuning in say, I love what I'm hearing here. I want to connect with you. Definitely my Instagram would be the way to go. It's Karen Espreya Studio, all one word. It's just my name, the, the name of the business. Um, Spell that for people, please, if you don't mind, your last name. Yeah. Last name is Espreya, A-S-P-R-E-A. That's always a tough one for, <laughs> for everybody. Um, but yeah, definitely Instagram. That's the way that I communicate mostly. Um, and yeah, come check it out. Very nice, very nice. Now, how do you grow your company? Is it through word of mouth? You mentioned a marketing team. How do how do you how do you get clients? How do you grow? I can safely tell you that as of today, it's ninety nine point nine percent word of mouth. Wow. Mm, which is what? Which is, I mean, on one hand, it is my preference because once a client understands the brand. Mm. They will only recommend their friends or contacts who would also appreciate your brand. Yes. So it was just a really nice and organic way of, of working with different clients who, you know, you people who already kind of get it and are seeking out what you're offering um, are, are coming to me for work. So, which is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do work with a publicist as well, you know, so when a project gets built, we photograph it, you know, have it published and make sure that it makes it makes the rounds in um, social media, post about it. Um, But the actual clients that are coming to me are pretty organic. Very nice. Very nice. Now, in any given industry, there's lots of opportunities, lots of threats, lots of surprises is there anything going on in the interior design industry that is sort of like oh we got to make sure we're on top of things i mean anything going on that way yes i think (laughs) yes of course (laughs) many many different things but if i can say one thing that is super important that i don't see enough designers being aware of it is to protect your intellectual property Uh because this industry can be extremely litigious, especially when you're dealing with large scale, like, you know, developments. Um, your intellectual property is worth, you know, that that is what your worth is. And I don't, I think that understanding of what that means is kind of lost mm. on some professionals because it's something that's just not really spoken about, not in school, you know, not so much in the industry, you know, so I think it's important to say that. So how would you define intellectual property in your case, in your, in your, in your industry, so to speak? So intellectual property is like your design ideas and, you know, protect, protecting them is very important. So when we have a project that is completed photographed or, you know, rendered, we'll take those images and send them to the copyright office to be registered to um, my brand, my okay. company. And that, 
that protects it from being, you know, so that nobody else can take the design, replicate it, sell it, reuse it, recycle it. You know, oh, I got you. That's like someone going to a magazine <laughs> and 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 this other person is a designer and they go, oh, look, I, I love what they did in this room or that room. And then they go ahead and try to duplicate it somewhere else. Is that kind of an extreme example? Kind of like I've had people um, reach out to me to ask me if they could replicate a custom you know kitchen that I designed but it was extremely intricate and I was like you know if you want to buy that kitchen you could buy it through me oh. but you know if somebody else took that design and replicated it photographed it and tried to profit from it that you know like that would prevent them from doing that like and at the core of being a brand forward leader, you're the ownership of your intellectual property and always kind of thinking about how to protect that. That is the brand. It adds value to the brand. It's like, this is not, um, it's like saying this is not accessible unless you, unless you come to my brand, this is where you're going to get these ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all part of your approach, your process, how you go about doing the, the incredible work that you do. Exactly. I yes. Yeah. You got to protect yes. that because that's all part of branding, especially when you're branding expertise, any kind of service, any kind of skill ability like you are. So that's, that's incredible. Exactly. And I just, I, yeah. Go ahead. Uh -huh. I, I just wanted to say that because I don't think it's spoken enough about in my particular industry yeah. and, you know, just important to say, that's all. I'm <laughs> curious, how did you adjust? Thank you for sharing that because that is important because the work that I do is all, it all hinges around your, what I call your secret sauce, right? Right, right. The way you do what you do. I'm curious, how did you adjust during the pandemic? I mean, how did you, how did you pivot around that? So it's funny story, actually, um, when the pandemic, ha well, I started my business in the end of 2018. I didn't really start my first solo project until 2019. Huh. And then, you know, everything went haywire, you know, pandemic hit. And me and my husband bought a house upstate New York in the Catskills. We are definitely a statistic because so many people went and did that. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, this is like right in the thick of it. I'm, I, I, I am the last rung on the totem pole. Like who needs a luxury interior designer of all things? But I was never busier like be like leading up to that starting in you know late 2019 all through 2020 and 2021 I was much busier than I thought I was going to be because so many people were moving and buying property and renovating and trying to accommodate their um, living space to their new lifestyle which you know included a lot more time at home kids are at home now people are zooming on meetings and said you, you know like it, I mean we all know what happened um and how our lives were changed and then you know those are for private homes and then my um development clients were reaching out to me to redesign their amenity spaces to be more of like a co-work space mm. so that people could work 
from home in a sense, but that they would have somewhere else to go. And that's where we started to buy these cool, fun phone booths and stuff that I'm sitting in right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know I was, for all of you tuning in right now, I was asking Karen, boy, that's, what what are you in? You know, (laughs) because I think it's pretty cool myself. And uh, it's a soundproof phone booth that doubles as like a recording kind of studio. The company that makes them is a company called Room, R-O-O-M. And they're, they're great. You can kind of put them anywhere. They're totally soundproof. They're like have acoustic panels. So we started to buy these for our clients and then we bought them for the office too. And people love them. Wow. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> Cause I have a, I have a satellite office uh, about 65 miles North in the high desert of Southern California. I, I oh, wow. do something up there. Now you've got, people can find you on Instagram. And again, it's Karen Espera on Instagram, yeah. right? Okay. Very yes. good. But you also have a website. Oh, yes. The website is, again, it's my name, www.karenespraya.com. Um, and you'll be able to see our most recent projects on the website. And you can definitely check it out. There's some cool stuff to see there. Yeah, I've been to it. I was like, ooh, <laughs> luxury oh, thank you. design. Ooh, I love it. Though. No, no you're, you're special. You're gifted. You really oh, Thank you so much. I really, that's. I'm very flattered. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, is there one last thing that you want to say to everyone tuning in before we sign off? With regard to creating your brand? Whatever you want to say. Yeah. Regard to your brand, your approach, who you are as a leader, anything else you'd like to share? I think that it's really important as a design professional to surround yourself with other top of the industry professionals as your mentors. This is like number one absolute best way to get advice, gain perspective, understand from the top down how the industry works, and then you can use all that information and apply it to your business practice. That's how, that's, I mean, that is what I have been doing and I will continue to do it. I love my mentors. I deeply trust them. Um, And I would highly recommend anybody who's starting out to invite five or six people for a cup of coffee and, you know, reach out to them. People who are, who are successful and people who are, you know, top of their game, they're always going to be open to helping somebody else get started and, you know, give them that advice that they're looking for. Outstanding. Well, you are not only a delight. Uh, you're 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 a gem. You're you're you're. Uh, I, I mean, I I I can see how people. Thank just, you so much. Oh my God! I mean, ooh, I, I get it. I really do. And so, I, thank you. I appreciate that. I've been working very hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I know. I know. It's all it's all part of the grind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially I, we just opened, well, not just, but you know, in the last year I opened up another studio in Miami because now we have more and more projects happening in South Florida. So me and my team are going to go down there for the rest of the month and work from that office. Are most of your clients high-end clients because, you know, 20,000 square foot homes and living down in Miami beach. I mean, these are pretty much high net worth individuals, I would imagine. Yes. They, I mean, 
for sure they are. I mean, the, the private residential projects that we do are definitely for yeah. people that are looking for, you know, luxury, what we call turnkey service where, you know, nice. the house gets com completely renovated or built from the ground up and they just have to walk in and like put their clothes in the drawers. There you go. <laughs> or, I mean, we have somebody that will do that for you also. So you don't have to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You don't have to do a thing. Um, and then the luxury developments that we're doing are either notable rental buildings, large scale. So, you know, my team would be doing the lobby, the amenity spaces type of, um, you know, and, and working with working with the branding and marketing team that the developers hire to brand the building. Ooh. So we have input on the look, the feel, the aesthetic, the logo, the website. And then, you know, at the end of the day, like we'll even go in with custom scent machines and pump it into the air system to make sure that everybody is having the same like cohesive experience that we want them to have. This is in the actual residence itself? No, no. This is in the public areas of the building. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how much of your business is commercial versus private re uh, private residences? Today, it's a 50-50 split. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. Um, it depends on what's going on with the market. There was, you know, I, maybe beginning of last year, it was a little bit heavier in the private residential. Okay. And next year, I think it may be a little bit heavier in the commercial type projects. But it, it ebbs and flows with the market. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen. Um, I tell you, thank you again. I appreciate you. And for our for our listeners and viewers out there, check her out. Even, even if you can't use her services, you may know someone who can, who fits her profile. So yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we're happy to talk to, you know, anybody and happy to give advice if we're not, you know, if I'm not the right fit exactly, I'm always happy to give some advice to somebody because I think it could, you know, really help point people in the right direction. Um, but I really enjoyed this discussion, Jerry. Thank you oh. so much for having me. Um, you are a true delight and I love your background. <laughs> it feels very homey. There's a, you know, very, um, very homey. I love that. But and I love when you said earlier, it's so West Coast. <laughs> it is very West Coast, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been in L.A. too long. Anyway, <laughs> listen, thank you so much. Again, everyone, tune in uh, to Karen. Get connected with Karen. Find out what she's about and spread the word about her, uh, about her work and her team. And the In fact, oh, Karen, are there magazines that people wanted to see uh, some of your work? Are you are you in certain magazines or? Uh, yes, you know. I think I think that I was recently published in Florida Design Magazine. Okay. Um, in the Real Deal, you can go on the Real Deal. I did a whole article with them about my expansion into South Florida. Um, Architects and Artisans did a piece on a couple of lobbies that I designed last year. So yeah. Wow. You're a rock star. <laughs> Aw, thank you. All right. So until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Branding Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Thank you.
Okay. Woohoo. Let me hit the stop record button. Wow. I got to find it. Man. You can hear me okay, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you were, you were perfect. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself and you've got amazing expertise, I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brand forward leadership forward slash apply and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand leadership because I love seeing your posts. I love guest suggestions. That's how we all grow. That's how we all connect and make it through this world, which are through our relationships and our connections. And lastly, let me throw this in. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. (laughs) So your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart, to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.